and welcome to the Capacity Creator Podcast. I'm Melanie Sadka. In each episode, you'll hear about the many successes, struggles, and advice on how to respect your capacity. You can subscribe at Melanie Sadka, like vodka with an S.com, or come see me on Instagram. Or you can visit my Facebook page called Capacity Creator. everybody. Grateful that you are here. We have a very special guest in studio today, Chris Farias. He was my first podcast guest last year and he is back for season two. We have so much fun on this podcast because Chris reveals his decision making to respecting his capacity and how it's led to some massive shifts, even though it's been six months since he was here last. We also talk about his superpowers and how it stopped him from getting beat up while he was growing up. So glad you're here. He is the CEO, creative strategist, and the best rebel unicorn (laughs) that I know, well, Jared as well, at Unicorn Rebellion. He's the founder of the Unicorn Unicorn Fund, excuse me, championing the LGBTQ community, dedicated Hamiltonian and humanitarian. He's a creative genius, speaker, and columnist. (laughs) He's a podcaster of Let Them Eat Gake. You guys got to check this out. (laughs) It is such a riot. Serious. Like, they can have you laughing, crying, you know, just thinking. So check that out. He's a friend and a collaborator and a respecter of personal and professional capacity. That's right. Yes. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Am I your first, second guest back? So, Chris, you were my first podcast guest yes. about six months ago um, and a personal champion of mine while I'm, I'm holding hands with Chris, by the way, <laughs> while, while I'm streaming up <laughs> Capacity Creator. Um, and no, you are my third guest on season two. Ooh, yes. I gave yes. you a later time slot because I know okay. you like your sleep. <laughs> I do. I do. It's all about capacity, right? And I exactly. can't I can't capacitate in the morning. I'm incapacitated <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I've had to figure this early morning thing out and it's difficult for sure. Well, I want to dive right in because six months ago, we were talking about things that are no longer or things that have shifted and evolved. Mm -hmm. There's been so much going on in your life. So much. Yeah. And I want to just chat a little bit about that. So life has shifted and I want to help my listeners. I want them to learn more about how you respected your capacity, what that trajectory was like. And what were some of those massive shifts? What happened there? Ooh, that is it's it, that is going to be deep, and but it's going to be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> so I owned a company for uh, ten years with my business partner, and uh, I would say over the last two years, things started to shift um, between me and my business partner, and um, uh, you know, no. When I say that our values didn't align anymore, I don't want to make it sound like um, her values were bad. They were just different. And that's okay. If somebody, if, if you're with someone or you're in business with someone and their values change, it doesn't mean that um, it's a bad thing. It's just, 
it's different now. Right. And our values were very different, and what we wanted to accomplish was very different. And I'm not going to go into the whole uh, story, but um, I decided to leave the business after 10 years, and uh, it was kind of sudden. Um, I just I spent a weekend with my mom actually in Calgary. Um, we were supposed to go on a trip two years earlier, and I had a a bit of a mental breakdown, uh, and we couldn't go on the trip. And I've been healing for the past two years through therapy and medication, and um, not diet, but <laughs> <laughs> I should be healing with diet. But oh, cake is so good. Yes. Um, and there was this opportunity to come up to go to Calgary with my mother, and I went, and it was I everyone complains about like well everyone who has gone on a trip with their mother how horrible it is and it was one of the best trips of my life she had a sparkle in her eye the whole time she loved being with me I'm one of her best friends if not her best friend and we had the best time and I was like this is what I want I want to spend time with her while she's here while I'm here I want to spend time with my family and my friends and the people that I love and uh, that was kind of the tipping point for me where I was like okay I'm working all of the time I'm not getting the results I want because the results I wanted was more time Right. And I wasn't getting that. The more more money that was brought in or the more work we got, the less time I had. And it was like, what am I working towards? And I was like, I'm working towards more time. So uh, I, I did leave. And I took it's it kind of funny and sad, but like I took two weeks and I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, I don't I don't know what to do. And um, my husband now, my partner at the time said, um, and I was really upset. I was I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I got how am I going to make money? What am I going to do? And he goes, you're a unicorn. You 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 always know what to do. Oh, my when's gosh, the last time that. you didn't know what to do? And right. I was like, yeah, you're right. And so out of that conversation and I absolutely love unicorns ever since I was like a little Boy, I've, by the way, I see them everywhere yeah, I go and I think of you. Now. Remember, I sent yeah, you a picture of my shopping cart, <laughs> and he's like, "Put that back." You're not the only one. <laughs> I can Everyone imagine. sends me pictures of unicorns, which I absolutely love. But please, if you're out there listening, don't buy them for me. I have <laughs> so much unicorn, and you just decluttered. I, I yes, just decluttered. Right, so we don't need to go through that again. I just so I started Unicorn Rebellion, yes. uh, and it's an agency. I thought about what I am really good at, and I'm really good at. Um, I am good at marketing and design and, and advertising, but I don't want to sell Coke off the shelf. I don't want right. to sell cars. I want to sell um, um, an experience. I want to sell a feeling. And that really works with the not-for-profit or um, public awareness uh, campaigns that I've been working on. And all, most of my clients are either uh, small businesses, really small, who just have passion, like you, who are yes. just like, I, not that you're really small, but like, <laughs> you're you're a one person, yes, yes. And, and you have this passion, and I want to take that, and I want to help you visualize what that is. And then I have not-for-profits who are huge organizations uh, that just need to get out there and, and deliver their message, and that's what I wanted to focus on. So that's why I created the Unicorn Rebellion, basically to help people um, who are doing good in the world. And you are doing a fantastic job because yeah. I see your work everywhere. I think you you just posted something recently on how your income generation is split between a couple of different things yeah. and you're busier than ever, you're happier than ever, you're thriving and you're doing good yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I uh, that's a really good point. I figured out a way to bring in different 
sources of income, yes. which really helps out because it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm running out over here. It's like, well, I have my art over here that um, I put online and I have to, I, it's great. If anybody's out there and who's an artist and um, wants to sell stuff, Tee Public um, or any of those um, uh, t-shirt companies, you can upload your designs and then they take care of everything for you. They print it, they ship it. If there's a problem, they deal with it. And I'm, I'm bringing in money every month by doing nothing. Right. Which is great. I know. That's lovely. <laughs> it's great. The passive income. You figured it out, Passive right? income is the best income because I'm but so yeah. passive. Well, just... You're far from passive. <laughs> you just know how to work it. You know how to connect with people. And I think you mentioned that. It's just that connection that you establish with people quickly. You just, you have that, that gift um, and you bring that out in other people. And that's what you've done for me and, and, you know, a lot of other people. So it's, it's amazing to watch where the business is going and growing too. And, and you're so transparent, like your life, like we can talk about that too, yeah. is that you share everything, everything, I think, almost everything, almost everything. Yeah. Online. I, there's, there's very little, little I won't share. And that's just about, um, again, being transparent, um, being okay with my flaws and my faults. And, and that's the way we connect with people. And it's really interesting growing up, um, as a gay kid, one of the superpowers I developed, um, and this is kind of, it's, this is not a good superpower, but I could speak. I had to protect myself because I was going to get beat up. Right. I w it was going to happen. And I would be able to look at someone and I could tell the thing that they hated about themselves the most. And I can still do that. I can look at someone walk into a room and I can tell if they hate their hips right. or their hair or if they're self-conscious about something. Okay, so tell us how you can tell that. Um, Just the way that I, it's, it's all about body language. It's sure. all about movement. It's about uh, how they uh, touch their face, how they touch their hair, how they walk into a room. Yeah. And I didn't, there's no training. It's just that it was a protection yes. to go like, okay, if I have to, uh, protect myself and use um, uh, my I couldn't fight so I had to put somebody in their place or make fun of them before they right. made fun of me I I know how to do that now that's not a good thing to use as an adult uh, but I did use it a couple times as, as a kid to protect myself that's a but psychology degree is it like honestly understanding <laughs> people's weaknesses and people's fears and vulnerabilities For like sure. right off the bat but using it the other way I can tell someone what their what their best quality is and the thing that they're most afraid of usually the thing that you're most afraid of showing is your best quality right you know and I can see yes. that in people and that's when you, when I talk about unicorn rebellion uh, it's this mythical creature but it ex in my mind a unicorn does exist and this brilliant truth in you exists and sometimes it's really hard for you to see it yes but I can see it yes and and when I can see it and I can put it into visuals and words is when I and and I show it to somebody and I'll tell you nine out of 10, nine, nine out of 10 times the person seeing it for the first time cries yes. because it's a part of them that they know is there, but they couldn't see it. And right. it's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. I, I'd love to be in your shoes to be able to experience that, right? Because you are revealing to somebody the just, yeah, that quality that they don't see and you're showing it to the first time. Like, who gets to do that? It's like, that's, so special. Yes, it really is. I cried when you sh when you revealed you yeah. know my whole yeah. brand image redo, <laughs> um, and then you know they you know you read out this this whole persona of of who I was and yeah it is is it a true it's true gift. It's like you are um, you can't talk right and right. you're trying to say something to people yes and I I it's the interpreter is going okay this is what this is what this person is saying through all of the things that inside of them. So what happens when they react, which is probably not very often, but, and they say, sorry, that's not me. 
and you're so certain. Like, what do you do at that moment? Um, that doesn't happen very often. I, I can't even really think of an incidence, and I'm not trying to blow my own horn or anything like that, but I can't think of an incidence. But I know what does happen is someone sees it, and I can tell that it's them, mm-hmm. but they're not ready for ah, it. They're yes. not ready to accept that. Right. That's too much work or it's going to change too much. Yes. And um, that's when problems happen. And I, and um, you either have to I, – I usually try to walk them – to it and and let them know that it's going to be okay. Right. And this is them and that's going to be okay. But at some point you have to say you're just not ready for this for and sure. that's okay too. Yes. You know, and you have to let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. I just had Teresa in oh. the studio um before and she was talking about how you did, you know, the images for her book yeah. and how you just pulled that right out yeah. of her and how she just is absolutely in love yeah. with it. And it's, yes. it's it's experiencing the person too. I know a lot of people go online to get design done or or branding work and they don't meet the person but like I went to Teresa's studio and I took her lessons because I wanted to see actually this afternoon I'm going rock climbing with a client because the one thing I said I say at the end of my um, discovery sessions like when you leave this planet what do you want to look back on and think oh damn I did that and she said I want I want to be happy that I died climbing wow and I was like you love climbing a lot and I was like I need to experience you in that climbing moment. So I'm going climbing, which I'm really worried about because like I am a portly person. I am. You will it's be okay. fine. I know. <laughs> gonna, You'll be okay. I don't think I have the right shoes on. Know, I'm wearing sandals. Um, no, no, but, like, sandals. Yeah, no sandals. <laughs> no sandals. No. But Teresa, like I took, I took it. I took the class. I saw how she worked with people and how she talked to people. And I could see something in her um, that she didn't necessarily see, but she, she was. And I want to reveal to everybody, too, that Teresa was also the recent recipient of the 40 Under yes. 40. And she further revealed that you were the person who nominated I her. I did nominate yes. her. Yeah. And that's what makes you, you know, extra special person. Just because I don't, you don't, you didn't know her extremely well. Mm-hmm. But you were, you know people enough and you spend enough time to pick up on those qualities. And you're a very giving person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I think, yeah, with her... Um, um, what she's doing with kids and art, like I think that in today's day, the day and age we live in, like art is being taken away from uh, schools. And what she's doing is she's giving kids a voice who wouldn't find a voice anywhere else. And right. that is the most important thing we can do for kids is to give them a, a voice, show them how to behave, show them how to act in this world, and then give them the voice to speak for themselves. And that's what she does. And that's just absolutely beautiful it is and that's and it connects with your activism and what your goals are um Mm -hmm. in that space as well okay well i'm going to shift gears just a little bit because uh we're going to go to like innocent to dirty oh dirty (laughs) (laughs) let's get dirty so last time you're on the podcast you revealed to everybody the dirtiest word in the world do you remember what that was um what i don't remember what it was it's been six months. I know. Oh, six months. It feels like it's been like I know, right? <laughs> eight years. Um, just especially what you've accomplished in six months. Like what your capacity is. It yes? is. No. Nope. Is it no? No. Nope. I don't remember. Disappointment. Oh, disappointment. Disappointment. So tell me, now that I say this to you six months later, mm. does is that word still the dirtiest one? No. Oh, not at all. I'm going to give you a high five. Not at all. That's awesome. Not okay, at all. So tell me. What is the dirtiest word now? The dirtiest word now? I don't know. I'll tell you, Melanie. Melanie's vodka. Like <laughs> vodka. Um, 
I've never been this happy in my entire life. I get to do what I want, when I want, with the people that I want. I'm doing so many amazing things, like the um, Drag Queen story time. I can't wait for that. (laughs) I'm speaking more to, like, uh, camps and youth, and I don't even know what a dirty... I guess... We don't even have to pick one. I don't know what it would be Yeah, let's not even go there. I don't feel... That that's even like who am I going to disappoint now? Like myself? Like I'm doing great. You're doing like, what you wh- love. My mom's happy. Yeah. My my husband's happy. I'm fine. For sure, your husband. See, this is the other thing that's happened. <laughs> I know. Since you were my here husband. Last. I know, and you love saying that word. <laughs> my husband. Oh yes, for sure. Does Jared like saying it equal, as equally? Jared as you? does like yeah. saying it. He doesn't like when we go into a store and I refer to myself as his wife, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm his wife, oh and God. they're just like they look like. Because it's this like, is it? Sure. <laughs> Boy, she's real butch. Why does it? <laughs> does that just make him uncomfortable? Oh, or? he's so uncomfortable. We did it at Costco. We were trying to get my card. Oh my and I gosh. was like, I'm his wife. I need a card. And she just looked at me and he's like, she's not my I'm wife. surprised he still gets uncomfortable. Like, come on, right? Like, it, it's, he's very good, though. Like, it takes a lot to make him uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so now that there's so many things that have happened, and I want to just come back to that capacity topic in terms of you. I know you have a lot of people approaching you. Like, you can see it online. Yeah. Um, you even talked about how political figures approached you and how you were so discerning. I asked you to come to an event, and you just beautifully said, hey, Mel, thank you for the invite, but I have to respect my capacity yeah. and decline the invite. And I, I love that. Yeah. Because, and I was like, well, this is a great way to teach people how to say no as well, yeah. right? It's just give them that permission. So... Tell me what system you've put in place in the last six months or however much time has elapsed on how when to say no and how to know when to say no. How to know when to say no. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I get a lot of requests to say, can you do this? And if I actually can't do it or I think it's going to be really hard for me to do, I say no. Okay. Before, I would never do that. I'd be like, I'll figure it out. Right. I'll figure out a way to do it. And I had a, a huge huge company right when we started I think I told you about this um say can you do um an SEO campaign for us and before I would be like totally right and then I would go and I would figure out how to do an SEO campaign I don't know how to do an SEO camp- campaign right. and I just said no this is the this is who you should contact and uh, good luck and the person from that company said oh thank you so much um let me know when you're in Toronto we're gonna have lunch together I want to talk to you I would be afraid before that that person would be like, well, I'm never talking to you again. Why you said is no that? to me. Like, I don't know. Where does that come from? Because my other <laughs> guests have said the exact same thing, right? Ooh. They said that they have garnered more respect when they have turned something down than actually busting their ass to get it done against kind of their own will and their own capabilities. Yeah. It's and like- I think you have to start and feel that and then do it and do it is kind of like a habit, right? Yes. And then sooner or later, it just comes more natural to do it. And it's the, the pain of like, oh my gosh, this relationship is ruined. I'm never going to talk. That goes away. Like right. I knew when I said no to you that like my relationship wasn't ruined no, or anything like that. But not. before I've been like, oh my gosh, maybe she won't give me more work. Oh my gosh, maybe this, that, and the other. And like, you know what? Like if you never give me any more work, I'm fine with that. For sure. You know what I mean? I just want you to respect me and I want and 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 like me. Yes. And I want I want to do that to you. So like saying no to to that was it wasn't hard. I I really love my life and if I don't think that something is I'm going to get the value out of it that I would have if, that I should, I say no. And not that that 
conference, I wasn't going to get value out of it. I know that it was going to be, for me, a huge hassle to get to Toronto, to get park. Like, right. I'm already, like, stressed out. It was 7.30 in the morning, 7.30 people. in yeah, the morning. It was early. Oh, my gosh. I Like, I have other commitments. I'm I'm hand-feeding two baby birds now oh, every right. four hours, right? Yes. So it's like how oh, I sneak them in my pockets. Are like, you daddy or mama? Oh, I'm mama. I, I know. <laughs> Totally. I am mama. Totally I mama. love them so much. So it's like, no, I can't do that, right? And right. I haven't planned for that. I think it was it was soon. Like I think it yes. was soonish, right? Yes. And I was like, I just can't. If it was like months in advance, like, okay, how can I do this if I wanted to do this? Because um, it was a great opportunity. Like it was sure. a great opportunity. Sure, it was. Um, but how how does that change? So tell the listeners, like people who are struggling with overcommitment tendencies and indulgent behaviors, like how did you curb that in such a short amount of time? Like, I have frameworks, I have systems, but, like, I, I am deeply curious about how people just, like, you turn on the switch. I did. You turned it on. <laughs> and it was, like, you, there was no programming, there was no installation, there was no nothing. It was just, like, it was operating at full capacity. And, like, how does that work? Oh, I think one of the biggest changes in my life was that I... Um, I always thought I had to keep everything separated. So like my business mm. and my personal. And I think that a lot of people get taught this and it probably does work for a lot of people. You, your business is separate. Your personal is separate. Your family is separate. And when I started Unicorn Rebellion, I went, I want everything to fall under the same umbrella because I get really stressed out when there's too many buckets. I get really confused. And what is the one thing um, that um, I can say this umbrella is that all these things can fit under. And, and it's just, I know this word is so overused, but authentic. I want to be me. Mm-hmm. And if it, if I don't fit under this umbrella, then I, I'm i not doing it, right? right? So that's why I put everything under it. I put my gake. You know, I, I, I was so worried at the beginning, like, oh my gosh, people aren't going to, you know, this is too gay. What are people going to think? And somebody even said that to me. Don't you think your logo is a bit gay? And I said, yeah, I actually designed it that way to deter people who are not okay with that. Right. It's a big warning sign. Sure. I'm a big homo. And if you don't like that, <laughs> go somewhere else. Right. I even have that stated on my website. I know. you're. To- yes, it's like, out there. We are homophobe free, racist free, sexist it. free. If you don't like that, go somewhere else. And that's okay. Yes. I'm not going to miss you. No. And that's not who you want to speak to. <laughs> that's not who I want to speak to. No. And my drag queen falls under that because you know what? I can still be a drag queen um, who does story time with kids and be an amazing designer. I can be both of those things. Why can't I be? Under the same Why do umbrella. I have to hide that? Yes. Why do I have to go and do that after work and not post pictures about it and be worried about that? I'm not doing that. Right. I'm being myself in every area of my life. You are vulnerable as well. Like you're putting yourself out in vulnerability and I think that's a big piece of what people are afraid to do. Oh, they're so afraid to do that. They're afraid that it's going to affect business or whatever in their life. And um, like we've we were just talking about i've said no more times than i've said yes yeah and i get so many offers now like i'm honestly busy until at least after christmas oh and i God. don't like i'm just like mm. and i've said no so many times and i'm really i'm privileged to do that i have to say that Absolutely. that there's a privilege to that not everybody gets to do that right. i have a husband who has a full-time job who helped me for the first you know I want to say two weeks because I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, oh, don't worry about me. Yeah, I got it. I, <laughs> I got, got this it. now. Yeah, you know. But he was there to support me. Not everybody has that. You know, I am, I'm, I'm gay, but I'm still a, a, a white man. And there's a lot of privilege in that. So I'm very lucky. And that's why I think um, I need to use that to do better and help other people. Right. And that's where the unicorn fund comes in is yes. going, okay, there's young 
uh, gay people in our community uh, from the LGBT2S uh, community and how can I help them? Because I've walked into a room. I'm really I'm really on right now. Just so you know, I, can you tell? Yeah, go for <laughs> I've it. I walked into a room to speak. And as soon as I open my mouth, I can tell who the gay kids are in the room because and I actually think I've done this in your one of your um, yes, rooms. Yes. Because they perk right up. I they was hear say, me what it, yeah. and they go, oh, he's he gets, gay. He gets me. And he's like me. he yes. he owns a business. Right. He like is, has like, you know what I mean? Because yes. when you're gay, you're like when you're a gay kid, you're like, OK, I'm going to have to fight so much for all this stuff. You're already tired before the battle begins. Right? Yes. So standing up there, I love it when I see them just perk up because this is like, OK, this is my responsibility now. Yes. I have to show them that this it, it gets better. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. I, you know, and I've seen you speak and, and you are amazing. You can speak to every single person. Who is your favorite audience to actually just, just, you know, enjoy and just to kind of give them everything you have? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think that um, my favorite audience to speak to are little kids mm. because um, I, I'm in drag and I have my parrot with me and I come in to read them books and there's always one and it's always a little boy. And he goes, wait a minute. You're not a boy, are you? You're a girl. And I go, yes, I am. I'm a, I am. A, no, you wait a minute. You're a boy, not a girl. And right. I go, yes, yes, I am a boy. And I like dressing up. Yes. And this is just play, playing and it's costume and you can dress up any way you want. And anybody here can do that. Aren't my pants funny? And they all laugh. And that's the end. And does this boy finally come around? That's the end of the conversation. Oh, they don't the, care. Yeah, no, they don't care. They're anymore. done. Yes, that was it. <laughs> They're done. And I love that. Just like it doesn't matter. No, you know, for sure. And it shows that we we teach those biases to to kids. We're the ones placing them on them, so we can we can we can not place those on kids. Right. We have the responsibility to do that. Yes. And I love that I get to go in there and show them. This is this is a person in your community. Absolutely. And they're okay. For sure. You know, so I think Well, okay, so you've done this with children. So yes. you you would you change children not change children's mind, but you actually satiate that curiosity yeah. and then they're they're like, This is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about adults. Adults. Okay, so when we're you're in front of an adult audience, yeah. um, you know, you can see I think some of the adults probably perk up too, those who could definitely understand and, and put themselves in your shoes. Who are the difficult ones to really I was gonna say penetrate. Who are the difficult? <laughs> who are the difficult ones to get through to? Like who are the ones who are resistant, resistant to like dressing up and and just? I'll be honest. Presenting? It's men. Yeah, it is men. There is something that makes them. I was actually talking to. Oh, I I mentioned him in my my message to uh, yesterday. Oh, what's his name? Bowden. Mark Bowden. Mark Bowden, yeah. who is all about um, body language. Body language. Yes. And I actually went up to talk to him after, and I said, "Why are men so threatened by me? Because I can feel it." Sure. And he is so smart. If you ever have a chance to see I have, his I've videos, met him and he's yes. brilliant yes. and kind and like. Uh, boo, blew my mind and you know he goes back to science and the testosterone and and it's mm -hmm. about something being different because when when a, he was saying this is not me but he said when a woman um who has more estrogen sees something different her response is to ask questions and to understand where someone who has more testosterone is like this is different i'm confused kill 
Yes. So it's like primal. It's primal, right? right? Yes. And I can see that in men's, a lot of men's, not everybody, like some men must have more estrogen <laughs> than others because <laughs> sure. they're completely fine and they think it's terrific. But a lot of men, I find, I can see the threatening phase because sure. as, again, like a little kid, I was, I, I had to pick up on that. Yes. I had to be aware yes. of everyone in the room and how they're feeling about me. For sure. Because somebody could beat me up. Right. So it's, it is men. Yeah. I have a hard time, a lot of time. Within, but when I can turn them, and this is where I talk about gateway gay in my podcast, because um, I am very um, digestible or palatable, palatable mm-hmm. um, and I can get through to people. Yes, and that's when I can get through to someone and get them to understand that I'm just a regular person, For sure. and it's not that scary. Right, I'm not going to take away your rights. Yes, your marriage is still sacred. <laughs> It's bizarre. You do. You have to work hard, like harder, to get those people on board. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's ego. That's just uh, ignorance as well. Um, And you're right, afraid of change. Yeah. And that's why I really love because it's those people that make me uh, want to work with the young people. Because I go, if I can, if if I can show them at a young age that this isn't threatening or scary. Yes. That differences aren't scary, right? right? And it's not just drag queens. It could be small town where there's no visible minorities or someone with a disability, right? They're not right. exposed to that. If you can expose kids to uh, different people in your community, that's so helpful for them when they're adults. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Catch them young. Yeah. Teach them young. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Young. No, I 100% agree with you. And I think, you know, in terms of the responsibility that you have, and I admire you tremendously because you are running somewhat of a social enterprise at the same time because you're educating and you're helping people understand differences in the world and and really changing perspectives. That's a big responsibility. Um, So when we talk about capacity, like not only you're running a business, you're educating people Mm -hmm. and, and you're bearing that... It's not a burden, but you're 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 bearing a, a big task to to educate, and I think you love doing that. Where, how far are you stretching your capacity? Like, how much more can you do? Can you go? I think this also falls under that umbrella idea. Yeah. Where I was doing a podcast before, and it became a job. Right. I have to do this. Um, I have to talk about these topics I don't necessarily um, care about, um, that I want to talk about. Where this podcast that I have podcast I have now, me and Jared were already doing the podcast without recording it. We right. sit home every single night, watch YouTube videos of under President the blanket. Tr- under the blanket, President Trump and whatever, and we just scream at the television or we discuss things, we fight about things. And that I love that. Yes. That's one of my favorite ways to connect with Jared For is when sure. we watch YouTube. Right. Um so I said, why don't we just podcast it so it's not a job for me i love doing it so when you make it about the things that your values your passions the things that you love it's not a job so taking on more doesn't feel it doesn't feel like i'm taking on more i'm right. just it's just is what i wanted to do well you're learning yeah and you're yeah. and what am i getting out of that the other podcast i wanted more business right that's what i was doing yes. what do i want from this nothing i want nothing i want to talk about things and i want people to listen and possibly change if they want to sure. or fight about it or talk about it that's it i don't want money yes i don't want anything from it other no. than i really love doing this and talking about this and that's yes. it's it's way more successful than any i've done uh, a few podcasts and it's way more successful than that because i'm so passionate about it absolutely you're also building a community mm-hmm. the intentions are to to stir up discussion for sure on sometimes very controversial 
uh, topic. Very. Yes. Very. Oh yeah. I've, <laughs> if you go, you have to go on to the Facebook page and you could scroll for years um, <laughs> on some of the comments, but people get so involved. And yeah. again, like people give a shit enough to get on there and just write and, yeah. and banter and have great discussion. And um, I, I love going on there to read. And some of the things that people share, I'm so, it makes, I'm so surprised, but I'm also so honored that yes. they would share that. And um, part of the capacity too is that immediately I found, oh, this is bigger than it is. And I got um, moderators. Right. I, I picked out the people that I thought were good people who were leaving comments. I met with them. I said, would you like to be a moderator of this group? And they right. all said yes. So now I have a team that we work together and they approve or they comment or they, you know, delete if it's bad. Yes. And now, and they've taken ownership of it, of something sure. that, you know. It's just great. It is. It's great. It is. Well, like if you bring those types of people together, yeah. you bring people who want to have those discussions and who want to affect the world in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Again, it's just a gift. You're a gifted man. <laughs> You're a gifted mama bird. <laughs> yeah. I, I love. Am. I love the. I want to talk about the birds for a second because again, you leveraged your capacity in a positive way to help uh, the bird community. Mm -hmm. I said this wrong last time. The avi. <laughs> Come on, don't leave me. Oh my gosh! Now here. I don't. I don't know the um, the uh, aviatory no, aviation. Not aviation. <laughs> Anyways, the place where they house birds and yes, they take the care of them. It's an aviary. Yeah. Yes, aviary. There we go. See, yes. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> That's okay. okay. So you, but you, you put your efforts into that, and mm. you actually help save that. You rallied the community around keeping it open. I wasn't the only one doing that. I know, that. but you were a big uh, So I can't take full credit, but like I'm very passionate about um, animals, um, especially birds, and they things were going down that I wasn't happy with. Um, and I was like this can't we can't we can't throw away these birds. No. They've been here for how long? There's I think I said maybe last time there's a bird there that is uh, was born in 1958. Oh my gosh. Like, I had no idea they lived that long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coco, um, before we walked on the moon, this bird was alive. And how can we just, you know, and, and in the bird world. We walked on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> we did. Isn't that from Dumb I and think, Dumber? I think we did. It <laughs> yeah. could be a hoax. Who knows? I don't really care. I don't know why we want to go back. Space Force. Right, it's like, yeah. there's a lot of things to take care of at home. It's like, yes. before you go on vacation, clean up the house. Yes. You know? Yes. That's such a great analogy. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Don't yeah. leave your dishes. But they mean sink. a lot to me, and I put sure. that under the umbrella too. I have a page um, called Squawk and Talk where I talk about birds and I help people with um, um, care and feeding. And um, I I got my um, avian 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 health certificate um, from the University of Tennessee. Uh, it was an online course because I just wanted to know, and now I can help other people if sure. they've got um, problems. And I just I was raising two pigeons that yes. were attacked by a hawk in my backyard. Mark and Mindy. Mark and Mindy, which they haven't come back. But I thought Mindy kept coming back. She left. I okay. think she found oh, a friend. She and did. Yeah. She, that's, I'm good with it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as yeah. long as she's happy. <laughs> that's all we want. That's all we want for them is just to be happy. I hope she has a good job and she's raising a family. Yeah. This is I hope so. I, I hope so. And her partner is kind. Yeah. I I love the birds. Yeah. I really do. It adds such another element. Um, again, you teach people to um, get involved in, in another social cause as well, right? Like if you're animal lovers, then what can we do? And that's the thing with my brand. And I think you've taught me this almost subconsciously in a way is we create capacity for our family life, for our professional life, for ourselves. 
But, you know, I'm in the middle of teaching a social entrepreneurship class right now. What capacity do we actually reserve to help solve a social issue? And I think, you know, the the more businesses that open up in the next 10 years, I bet you that 90% of businesses that actually start up will be to solve social issues. And the one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that social enterprises are not always nonprofit. Yeah. So it can be for profit. There can be a hybrid. So I think that's just on the right. I get excited about that because, you know, we're putting more resources and brain and money to just the issues around the community. We need that. And you can help your customers and your clients um, be part of that. Like whenever I send out a proposal, there's a whole section in like part of this, this, your money is going to the unicorn fund. That's going to help this and the other. And if that makes you feel really good there's a there's a possibility you're going to sign that proposal because it makes you feel good right. if it makes you feel bad i hope you don't sign the proposal because you're not the person i want to work with right? exactly but i'm going to take some of that uh the the, the profits that i would have made right and i'm going to put it away for us so that we can take care of a community i think you're i think you're 100 percent right i think either they're going to open up solely for that purpose or i think a lot more companies are going to have to incorporate that you know it's almost like the environment of uh, of today like we used to be like what are you doing for the environment yes. and now it's like what are you doing for for the for social justice yes, yes yeah. exactly that yeah. and i think we're shifting we saw that with that. nike recently yes. where they put out the <laughs> their campaign which guess what they made 33 percent more money than than the last whatever quarters yes you know by and standing that was up still controversial but you know it, it was did, controversial yes, but yeah. like they took a stand. They did. And there's lots of layers to that onion. Uh, we're not mm-hmm. going to get into it. No. But, um, you know, uh, people were like, oh, you're going to lose money. And they didn't because people are craving you to stand up for something. Yes. You know? Yes. We're waiting. We're waiting for the bigger voices to, to help and lead the way too, right? Because 100%. Because we feel so helpless sometimes as being the small guy on the street. Um, so, yeah, we do wait. But a lot of celebrities or a lot of high profile people and companies hesitate to do yeah. that. Because it'll impact their bottom line. Exactly. That sucks. It, it like, totally sucks. It could just come on, right? So but, yeah, kudos like, to Nike. What is for... your bottom line? Like, what yeah. does that even mean? I, exactly. You know? That's being redefined too, as yeah. we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's going to be like a part two to this one. But I, I have it. to thank you because you. I, I have to tell everybody out there that you've really helped me put things into perspective. We've worked on a couple things where I put my priorities of what I want in life and the first one was family and friends and I think the last one was like art or something. I don't even remember that one. So what am I what am I doing this work for? I'm doing this work so that I can spend time with my family and friends. There you go. That's what I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 role number one in your life is how can I be the best family per- member that yeah. I can be for sure. Yeah. And when you center that, and, and next comes whatever other role in your profession. But yeah, when that one first, that takes precedence. It, it totally does. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think um, we realize just how short this trip is. We, we, we don't. don't. No, no, we have no concept. And we've learned every lesson in the book. Like we've been given the signs. We've read the stories. Yeah. Oh, people nope. just test it. <laughs> I'm going to challenge that. Yeah. Like I'm going to live to 140. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. Not going to happen. No, I know, right? <laughs> and then people just believe that. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. On that note. Are we done? We oh, are no. done. Oh, well, we can, we can go on. Like, I so know. much. I know. It, it is so, so much fun. fun. We'll just have to have another one. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I'm sure all the listeners will uh, will agree to that. Thank you so. for having me on. I oh love I love you so much. Thank I love you for you too. everything. You're welcome. We're holding hands again yes. for everything you've done for me. Thank you so much. Oh. Well, likewise, you've done a lot for me. You've taught me a lot in this last six months of this journey, and you've been a champion. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful I see, for our friendship. I see that brilliant 
that brilliant truth in you. <laughs> you do. I do. You do. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Oh, wait. I always do this. This is going to be like the trademark thing of my podcast. Where can people find you when they want to come and listen to you and read about you and experience you? I would love everyone if you wanted to go to letthemeetgeek.com. My agency is Unicorn Rebellion, but like go to Let The Meet Geek and uh, take a listen to some of the podcasts. We're on all of the podcasting things, iTunes and and, podcasts. Stitcher, all of them. So uh, take a listen uh, and join the conversation. We're on Facebook. We uh, let them eat gig on Facebook and join the conversation and be part of um, the the world. There's this movement happening that I'm so excited about. Um, the, every generation is, is, is a part of it now. And I'm so excited to be part of that and uh, to help people give uh, uh, bring their voice to that conversation. So Absolutely. join in. It's a beautiful conversation. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. Capacity Creator is produced by me, Melanie Sadka, and recorded by the amazing team at Hive Studios in Hamilton, Ontario. For more information on Capacity Creator, please visit capacitycreator.com or check out the Facebook page. 